As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the show. I am really thrilled for our guest today, Mariah Brown. Welcome to the show, Mariah. Hey, thanks. Nice to have me. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I'm excited about this episode. We're going to get straight into it because Mariah is a master at helping women heal their hormones and thyroid and adrenals. And that is something that I have personally experienced and been on a journey through for the last couple of years and found out that I was having challenges in all three of those categories for probably three or four years, looking back on all my symptoms. And Mariah was sharing with you a couple of weeks ago, Mariah and I are in a peer-to-peer mastermind group. So we get to hang out with each other about every other week, but I was sharing with Mariah, so many women that I'm talking to who are entrepreneurs who are late thirties, early forties into their fifties. They're starting to share about all these symptoms that they're having. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like mine. And it was connected to hormones. And I think a lot of women don't realize that's what's actually going on in this. This isn't a topic that women are just running around all talking about publicly. It's sort of like this kind of hidden thing that's going on Mm -hmm. secretly in our lives. And I'm really dedicated to giving it a lot more airtime. Um, because when you start healing this part of yourself, it kind of does give you your life back. So I am thrilled to have you on the show. I can't wait to share you with all of our listeners, Mariah. So we're going to dive right on in. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Especially for ambitious women. You know, I think you and I both serve the, the female entrepreneur, the, the CEO, the founder, the ambitious woman. And I feel like I see this even more pronounced in, in that specific community. And yes, there is this kind of secretive nature because many of them don't want to admit that they're actually tired Mm. or that their sleep isn't going well, or that they don't want to necessarily admit that they're not having a libido at home or um, they're adding hair extensions because their hair is thinning and they're having to go get their nails done and whatever it may be. I mean, there's so many ways that this shows up or they are doing the same things and not able to maintain the same body composition and putting on extra weight, particularly around the belly, and they don't understand. Yeah. So let's let's get into this. Yeah. And you know, the easiest way for me to talk about it too is like sharing about some of my own experience. And I think that'll give you like a lot to kind of play with because I, you know, when I started feeling like everything you just said, I experienced. And I'll tell you when I when I finally decided, like, I really need to find out what's going on here. It's what you just said. My hair started falling out and it was falling out in clumps and droves. Mm -hmm. And the timing for me was really interesting because I had just been sick with what I think was COVID, but I never tested positive, but it was like all the signs of it. So I don't know if it was like the flu for the month, that or RSV, but we'll just say it was COVID. And I had a really hard time improving 
And when I say like I was sick, I was in bed for two weeks, 16 hours a day. This was in December of 2021. And then by January, all my hair was falling out. And um, if you can't see me, I have like a pretty full head of hair and I've always like had a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. And that was finally like the straw that broke the camel's back for me. It was my hair was falling out and I couldn't get better. It was like I couldn't get over the sickness I had. And why that was so alarming for me is I hadn't even had a cold in probably 12 to 15 years. Wow. I just I don't get a sickness and to be that sick and that out for so long, I was like, you know, I'm 39 years old at the time. This is, this shouldn't be normal. And I think, you know, all those symptoms you just shared, maybe we could start with this Mariah at a certain age. I think when we hit like this middle age place in your mind, and this is what I was doing too, you do kind of start to tell yourself, oh, well, this is just normal Mm -hmm. because maybe this is just what happens when I'm going through the aging process And I'm, you know, working as this ambitious woman and entrepreneur, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, like maybe this is just the way it's supposed to be. And I think that in a way it kind of all starts happening, like it starts slowly and then Mm -hmm. symptoms add up and symptoms add up. And you almost like don't notice that something is not normal and you just start living with it. Yep. Yep. It's like the 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 frog that if you pop it into boiling water it will jump out but if you just put mm-hmm. it in and slowly increase the temperature you can kill a frog and yeah. and i think there's a few things happening there that i'm hearing and yes number 1 just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal amen <laughs> and number 2 i think we as women especially amb- ambitious women will put our symptoms on the back burner like it, it becomes really difficult to ask for help. And we just, it will slowly, like the tempers, the temperature is just slowly inching up. Maybe we're just noticing, oh, I'm losing the outside of my eyebrows just a little bit. My menstrual cycle is just a little bit different. I'm putting on just a few extra pounds. I'm drinking that little bit of extra caffeine to keep going. I'm feeling a little bit more tired and, um, and it can creep up. And in my scenario, my thyroid and adrenals both crashed. Mm. I was postpartum. So this is so it, the times that I see it most pronounced in women is often postpartum or into that like late 30s, early 40s, where we've been going and going, doing and doing, serving and serving, burning the candle at both ends. And so what I can tell you is often if you have actually been diagnosed with a hypothyroidism or something with your thyroid, what that tells me is that your adrenals have been exhausted for a very long time. Interesting. That's so interesting. And so in my scenario, ah, I'm seeing my sister. She's just, oh my goodness, the doorbell is about to ring. She's been in Hawaii for two weeks. I haven't seen her for two weeks and she's just showing up. Okay. She's literally like walking through your front door. I see her walking to my front door right now. Oh, I love her. What a moment on the show. (laughs) She's my (laughs) best friend too. Okay. I'm staying focused. Um, Adrenals. Adrenals. So we have something called the HPA axis. It's, if you want to know, it's the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. You don't need to know that. But just know that those, your pituitary and your adrenals and your hypothalamus are like this really tight knit team. And the interesting thing is we 
we often, especially in Western medicine, will kind of separate out the adrenals as one thing, the thyroid as one thing, our gut health as one thing, our ovaries as one thing, our um, skin as one thing. But I want you to hear loud and clear that they are in constant communication with one another. So from a functional medicine perspective, it's like a really intertwined web. And so the, the, but specifically the adrenals and the thyroid with the pituitary, because the pituitary is communicating with both. So if those, all those words are like, wait, too much overload. What I want you to hear is for women who go, go, do, do, serve, serve, don't set boundaries, often exist in that push kind of masculine energy with many of us do because we're high achieving women. I'm the breadwinner in my home. What happens is the adrenals get taxed and get tired. And over time, that then impacts the thyroid. So just to hit the nail on the head or what is it? Don't beat a dead horse to yeah. list out other symptoms that will, that I'll hear is women will come in and they'll say, okay, now I'm having hormonal imbalances. I think my thyroid is off. I, I, I'm putting on extra weight. I'm feeling kind of sad, um, not sleeping well. We mentioned hair, skin, nails, also cold intolerance. So like all of a sudden having really hard time with hot or cold, sometimes anxiety, um, loss of libido, irregular menstrual cycles or sh shortened bleeding time or leading, longer bleeding time. Sometimes it will show up as food intolerances or food insensitivities. Women who have a history of lots of miscarriages or inf infertility, um, dark circles under their eyes, constipation, um, what else? Aches and pains in your body. For me, I had a lot. I just was having aches and pains. My feet hurt. There were some um, strange little kind of patchy rashes showing up on my skin that nobody could really figure out. And in my scenario, I was with, I was an entrepreneur and I had two little babies at home. And I also had my ego involved because I'm a healthcare provider. And I was running the women's health. And it was, um, it was a difficult thing for me to be able to raise my hand and say, I'm really tired. Like something is not right here. And ironically, I didn't even do that. It was a naturopath that had come to the house to see my newborn baby. Of course, I'll ask for help if I'm like, I just want you to come listen to some heart tones, check in. And luckily, she looked at me and she said, how are you doing? Mm. I said, well, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm okay. This was in 2014. And she saw through it and she ordered some labs and my thyroid had completely crashed. My adrenals were crap. But in my mind, I was thinking, well, these providers out in the community are referring their patients to me. I'm running the women's health. I can't show that I don't have it all together. And I'm too busy to even deal with it in the first place. Where am I going to find the time to go to an appointment or get the lab work done? And, and, um, and so for anyone who's listening, first of all, if you're experiencing any of those symptoms, really listen up. But also if you're one of those where it's like you'll care for everybody else and we will say, I, I don't have the time for that. 
Well, I encourage you. It's it's either find the time now or find a lot more time later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because had I actually addressed the exhaustion and the overdoing it and the adrenal fatigue that was lingering and creeping up over the years leading up to that, my guess is my thyroid wouldn't have crashed. Yeah. That's so interesting how it all connects. And I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, obviously I'm not the expert, but I didn't realize until you just said your adrenals have basically been failing you. Mm -hmm. Then that leads to the thyroid issues. Mm -hmm. So where do, where do hormones come in to that? Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of different hormones, right? So often if you're talking about sex hormones, that's your estrogen, your progesterone and your testosterone, but thyroid hormones are hormones, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, adrenal hormones uh, most often are cortisol. They're all intertwined. And so, you know, often what I'll see is a woman will have low progesterone, low estrogen, low testosterone because the body's getting tired. The pituitary is also communicating directly with the ovaries. And during our fertility years, those hormones are predominantly coming from the ovaries. As we get into our 40s, the ovaries start slowing down a little bit. And guess who gets the knock on the door? The adrenals. Oh. So now the adrenals get the, hello, your turn. Now you help us produce some of that estrogen. Okay. Okay. And so now the adrenals are already tired. The adrenals are like, man, I've been overtaxed. Sorry, I got nothing left so much that now the thyroid is tired and now we're not producing the hormones that we want to produce. We're not ovulating on a regular basis. Um, and so it all just becomes a very complex thing. And then our testosterone goes down partially because we're not sleeping well and testosterone is predominantly produced when we sleep well. Interesting. And we're not sleeping well because our thyroid's not doing well and our adrenals aren't doing well. So we're having that two to 4 a.m. wake up where our mind is buzzing, but our body's exhausted. <laughs> yeah. And so hormones are a complex and beautiful thing, but just know that they're all related and stress is really at the foundation. One of the things that I say is the body will choose stress or bless. So in the context of I'm being chased by a willed beast, the body will choose stress. It's survival. Okay. I ha I'm going to fight hard. I'm going to freeze well, or I'm going to flee fight, flight, or freeze. And in the scenario of fight, flight, or freeze with a wildebeest, like we can get that example, but the reality is most ambitious women, whether it's conscious or unconscious, are living at a high stress undertone all the time. And so whether it's real or imagined, you can watch a movie. It's a scary movie and your palms will sweat and your heart will race. Right? The same thing is happening if we're overdoing it, we're not setting boundaries, we're not sleeping well, we're um, existing predominantly in masculine energy. And I can talk a little bit about what that is, what it, how I define that. But, um, you know, we're worried about our KPIs and getting those SOPs done and cracking the whip with our team, whatever it may be, that stress, the body is literally acting as though it's being chased by a wildebeest. Okay. So, I want you to talk about this. What's burning out the adrenals? Is it, you know, we talk and talk some about this masculine energy piece. 
Yeah. So I think a lot of time when people hear masculine energy, what their mind goes to is taking a bunch of action and like always like physically working and physically taking a lot of action. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have gone to a couple of like local naturopaths here. And then when we visited North Carolina at Thanksgiving, we went to a naturopath. Um, she's in her seventies and she's actually who worked with Sean almost 20 years ago when he had cancer and helped heal him when he had cancer, it was like super aggressive already in his lymph nodes. And so he wanted to visit her when we went back to thanks for Thanksgiving. So I visited her as well. We spent like five hours with her. And it's like fascinating to work with somebody who's just like so connected like that as well. Yeah. And this was only a few months ago. She's the one who told me that my adrenals were shot Hmm. and I'm getting to my point here. I already knew about the hormones and I already knew about the thyroid because I was Mm -hmm. going to another local naturopath here in Florida and I'd had a like blood panel done with this hormone clinic and everything. So I knew that. And she asked me a question and she said, is your mind always racing? like way into the future, whether it's worry or it's fear or it's doubt, or your mind is just like way ahead of you. And I was like, yeah, I've literally lived my whole life like that, where I'm like thinking so far into the future. And I don't mean thinking about like your visions and your dreams and like your dream house and vision. I don't mean that kind of thinking, just like constantly thinking about either what you have to do, or if somebody's going to be mad at you, if you don't do it or doing it right or doing it wrong, or is it going to work like that Mm -hmm. thought life? And I was like, I was like, yeah, my mind operates that way. And she goes, the way you think has caused your adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. I was like, so fascinating. I'm so fascinated. So talk to us about this masculine energy and is it just physical output that's causing our adrenals to be shot? Mm-hmm. And, or is it also our thought life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this question. Okay. So first, you know, I think using masculine and feminine sometimes can be triggering for some people. So let's use the word, let's use the idea push and pull. Love it. So, okay. Masculine push. It has served us well. Like we get stuff done. Yeah. Our minds are going and that's really productive and it's created successful business. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I think of push as willing it to happen, spending time in logic, um, wanting to control the scenario in our thinking brain, in our producing, right? In feeling sturdy and linear and go and doing. I think of pull energy being more magnetic, which also can produce phenomenal abundance, especially for female-bodied individuals. And and this is not like just women or just men. I think we we all get to exist in both pull and push. Pull is going to be coming from a place of desire, getting quiet with, what is it that I desire? What lights my heart on fire? How do I want to be touched? What feels like fun right now? Allowing ourselves to get quiet and still enough to listen into our intuition, to listen into God, universe, spirit, whatever really works with you, to pray, to be able to have flexibility rather than control, to be in a feeling place rather than a thinking place, to be in the space of receiving rather than producing, to be a little bit more spontaneous 
rather than sturdy. I've planned my whole calendar for the entire year. Yeah. It's the thinking is a little bit more circular rather than linear. We're in more flow rather than go and being rather than doing. Hmm. And so for many of us, me included, I'm perpetually, you know, especially over these last two years, I've spent a lot of contemplative time and active effort in going, all right, here I see myself, just like be curious. Ah, there I am again, overdoing it, not sleeping, thinking too much, worrying about the things that are out of my control versus just allowing myself to be in that pole energy. And it's spectacular to see what happens. I believe that our nervous system, in when we're in so much push, 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 our nervous system, like if you imagine a coil, it's super, super wound up, super, super tight. And so how does that link to our adrenals? When it's super, super tight, we're like hands on the steering wheel gripping at life and that's, I'm being chased by a wildebeest. Mm. So what does the body do in that scenario? In this like example of stress or bless, if we're in the place of stress, heart rate elevates, respiratory rate, rate elevates, digestion shuts off, um, blood flow goes to the extremities, hormone production is turned off, clarity of thought is turned off, and our immune system is shut off. Because none of those things are important if a lion is going to eat me and I have maybe a minute or two to figure it out. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, when we are in like stress versus bless, if we're in the bless space where we're allowing some time and energy for that coil to unwind a bit, well, now the body goes, okay, I feel safe. I'm going to produce those amazing hormones. Your adrenals get a bit of a break. They don't have to constantly pump out cortisol. Your digestion turns back on. So now your gut health is lovely and your gut microbiome and all of that conversation. Your immune system gets to turn on. Listen, if you're running from a lion and somebody sneezes on you with COVID, shocks. But the immune system in fight, flight, or freeze says, I'm not going to deal with that right now because right now I have so much time to survive. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're in... um a nervous system state that feels calm and safe, the body goes, oh, okay, I'll turn on the immune system. And with our immune system turned on, now we're not dealing with the autoimmune conditions. Our thyroid's not crashing and our adrenals are well cared for. So in addition to like pushing, does environment and what we're ingesting have an impact on our adrenals, thyroid, and hormones as well. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm asking this question because a lot of people say or think that they are eating a really healthy diet. But if you looked in their cupboards or if you went to a party at their house and what they serve, like we went to a party, uh, what was it for? Was it new? No, it wasn't New Year's. It was, I think it was a Christmas thing, a Christmas get together. And Um, my husband is like, I'm not as much a stickler as he is, but like, he literally won't even take a bite of anything. If it's grains, wheat, dairy, gluten, he just eats fruits, veggies, and lean meat, like nothing else. Mm -hmm. And, um, I will dabble in some things, but we live in the same house. So that's pretty much all we eat. There was one thing out of maybe like 15 items on the table that he could even eat. Mm -hmm. And 
we're at a house where the person is also in the nutrition and health space. And it's not like a judgment. It's just like an observation. They think they eat really healthy. And we're like, but we, there's not even anything on the table we can even eat. Yeah. So I think a lot of people believe like I'm eating really healthy. I'm buying it at the grocery store. Why would there be anything that's that harmful to me that is being sold to me? Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about the impact, the environment and food and how that's impacting the healing of your hormones and your thyroid and your adrenals? Absolutely. And stress. Yeah. Yeah. Like in this fight, flight or freeze conversation that also comes from, listen, your food is your medicine. Your medicine is your food. Whatever's going Mm -hmm. in your mouth or you're putting on your skin or you're even breathing in through your nose is either serving you or it's not. And that's kind of extreme and (laughs) kind of masculine for me to say. And the, the other thing just, but true, truth. totally true. Um, and for those of, yes, so let's talk about that. And for those of you that are listening that are the ambitious women that run your business and you're like, yeah, easy for you to say, to like be in more of my pull energy, believe me, it's so doable. Um, and my guess is even just listening to more of Megan's podcast and listening into the systems that she helps you put in place. Um, we can do this. Okay. We can do this as powerful. I, my business is almost at seven figures. Yeah, it's, it is possible. It's definitely possible. And, um, I would say, cause we've transitioned like our whole household. It didn't happen overnight. Like it was, it was like a progression to like fully be like living and operating the way we are, especially yeah. with food. I mean, like yeah. literally to only eat food, fruits, vegetables, and lean meats and like the right oils and like no dairy, no, like none of that. It it would, it's not like it went from one week last week. It was one way. And the next week it was like totally clean. It it was a process. It was definitely a process and some getting used to because it's, you know, it's lifestyle changes. And, you know, for me, Mariah, I got to a point and it was when I was sick with whatever I had a year and a half ago, I was like, there's no reason to have a bunch of money. If you feel like this, And it really did become sort of like life or death for me. Oh my gosh. There's so much I can say there. Even, yes. Okay. So I'm going (laughs) to answer your question about nutrition, but the the concept of prosperity, I just heard this morning, prosperity is felt really during times that we're utilizing it. And prosperity is money, it's health, it's love, it's belonging, it's all of it. But a person with $12 million sitting in the bank, they might feel rich, but they're not really experiencing prosperity. We feel prosperity when we are going out and having the experiences and doing the things that we love. And anyway, so nutrition. One thing I want to say out loud, uh, for those of you that are wondering, how do I test for my adrenals and my hormones? I'll just say out loud, the Dutch plus test is my favorite. It stands for dried urine, total comprehensive hormones. And so if you've, been, if you've had someone look at your labs Um, Just know that there are some great um, other ways to look quantifiably um, out on the marketplace. So you want a Dutch test, you want to look at your 24-hour cortisol curve. And from a thyroid perspective, we can talk about labs, specifically from a nutritional standpoint. So I talked about whether it's real or imagined, right? You can watch a movie and your palms are sweating, your heart is racing, your body is experiencing stress. So in that stress or blessed conversation, it is the same with the food that we're eating. So when we are eating pro-inflammatory foods Hmm. and not enough anti-inflammatory foods, that is adding stress to the body. So what does that look like? If you are overdoing it on caffeine, processed foods, and sugar, you are literally adding stress to your body. 
and your body, this is true, is kind of dealing with it the same way as I am running in the Sahara being chased by a lion. It's literally that much. Um, Dairy is actually very inflammatory specifically to women. It can do a, a real number on our hormones. Yes, it's a source of protein. For some individuals, they can consume dairy as long as it's coming from a free-range hormone and antibiotic-free source. But even that, I question, especially for women that have, you know, if you get sick often, you feel like there's mucus, you can't sleep at night, your nose feels clogged. Um, there is stuff going on with your hormones, your thyroid. Dairy is one of those culprits. So I love that you mentioned. So in my example, we in our home, there's no gluten, there's no dairy, there's no sugar, and there's no caffeine. For those of you that are listening and you're like, heck no, that takes me over my edge. We get to find um, the, the baby steps and the starting point that works for us. And also the more you understand why it's going to help you propel these choices specifically with nutrition. So the pro-inflammatory foods would be the caffeine, the dairy, the sugar for most everyone gluten. And it's not that gluten is bad. It's the way that it has, it has grown yeah. that is that our body does not recognize. It is so genetically modified and pesticide and herbicide filled to this point. It is simply an, inf an inflammatory source in your body which is causing stress. And now the body is preoccupied with dealing with that stress and inflammation rather than being able to focus on feeling spectacular. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of people will go, okay, I'm gluten-free and they just go to a bunch of kind of processed packaged foods. I'm yes. not saying that. Now to go to no grains, I'm not there. For some individuals, that's what serves their body best. Um, I think that for um, for many women in particular, we need more protein. That doesn't mean we just eat a keto diet. Um, and there are there is some great value in quality grains for many. I don't think there's one way for everyone. But I will say that, yes, what you are putting in your mouth, listen, you can take a prescription through your mouth. <laughs> you could take an ibuprofen through your mouth. It's really striking to me. Some women will come into my space and like I can think of one, she had horrible debilitating allergies and she had never stopped to think, well, I have a birch allergy. What if I just look up foods that are, that are in the similar realm? We took those out and the allergies are gone. Wow. Years in after seeing allergists and it's like, how do we not put two and two together? And it just is what it is. So yes, your food is your medicine. Your medicine is your food. So the things to cut out, what do we add in? The simplest thing is a whole lot of plants. If you're like, I don't know where to start. Shop. When you go to your grocery store, shop the perimeter. See if you can like, can you do your whole grocery shopping trip? Never going into the aisles. What a fun challenge. Mm -hmm. And what you're going to find there is a lot of produce, some good quality meats and protein sources. And you'll be in and out of the grocery store way faster. Just way FYI. Faster. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then you get to figure out, okay, well, what do I do with these and how do I prepare them? And, you know, that's a really fun journey. And yes, yeah. it can taste spectacular and watch how much better you feel. 
Also from an adrenal standpoint, I'm a big fan of adaptogens. So for those of you that don't know what adaptogens are, they come from the mushroom plant botanical kingdoms and they help the body better adapt to stress. Megan, do you do you do any adaptogens? Are you familiar with adaptogens? I don't I do not do any adaptogens. My husband does. Um I want to ask you about supplements cuz I take a lot yeah. of supplements. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. No, keep going with the yeah. adaptogens. So you can get adaptogens in supplement form. I think they're better absorbed when they're in liquid form. And so um, you asked for a free giveaway. One of my free giveaways to everyone is are some free adaptogen elixir recipes. Oh, nice. And so the nice thing with an adaptogen elixir, I have mine right here for anybody watching on the video. It's like my latte replacement. It tastes yummy. So would lion's mane, is lion's mane an example? Yes. Okay. So my husband lion, drinks a lot of lion's mane. Okay. Lion's mane is, okay. my husband loves lion's mane okay. too. It's a great adaptogen for focus. It's it's really kind of like, I think of it as helping the brain synapse, just synapses fire a little bit more swiftly and with more clarity. It does have a very distinct smell. So for those mm -hmm. of you who have a sensitive nose, for me, I don't like the smell of lion's mane. Um, so lion's mane is an example. Many people have heard of ashwagandha or yep. chaga or reishi, um, even green tea or chocolate. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of them out there and each one kind of has its own value. So you'll see in the adaptogen elixir recipes, there's like eight, nine or 10 of them and kind of like this one's for thyroid, this one's for energy, this is a blood builder. But um, I'm not a super detail oriented person. <laughs> and so I don't want you to take the, the recipes as dogma. Here's the deal. You want your adaptogen, you want your protein source, you want your fat source, your liquid, and you want it to taste good. Mm -hmm. And so we find all different adaptogens. The powdered forms, um, rasa. Rasa does loose leaves. So you have to steep it. Four Sigmatic or Anima Mundi are two brands. They just come in powder. So you literally just add the powder to your hot water. You add a protein source um, that can be collagen powder, that can be a, a plant-based protein powder, find what works for you and tastes good. And then you add a fat source that can be CBD oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, MCT oil, right? Whatever you find you enjoy. Right now, the one I'm doing, I didn't add fat into the elixir itself, but I keep my CBD oil here in my drawer and I'll put a dropper full underneath my tongue. Mm. So as long as you're kind of consuming them around the same time, you add hot water, some nut milk to taste, maybe some stevia drops or honey, whatever makes it really taste yummy. And they all have different flavors. But now what we're doing is like, if you're looking for more energy, you'll get cordyceps. You can get an adaptogen with cordyceps in it. Start spells with a C, C-O-R-D-Y-C-E-P, cordyceps. It um, helps with stamina. So it's going to help give you the energy that you're often looking for from the caffeine without that buzz. Mm -hmm. So it's much more sustained and it's actually feeding your adrenals. It's actually soothing your nervous system. Um, and then if you really like the coffee flavor, um, some of them have like a chocolatey kind of bitter earthy chocolate flavor or kind of coffee reminiscent, but I'll add dandy blend powder into mine, which has dandelion root and chicory. So it, it has that kind of bitter um, coffee flavor and you'll find it tastes great. The biggest thing is why, you know, I've been working with 
thousands of women across multiple continents. I didn't even say, but I'm Yale and functional medicine trained. Just simply drinking an adaptogen elixir every day, whether women are in my kind of shorter um, self-paced courses or my year-long kind of mastermind deep dive, it is a game changer. I, mm -hmm. I hear story after story. Um, I feel more calm. The irritability is gone. My blood sugars feel more stable. I'm sleeping better. My libido is better. My husband is noticing blah, blah, blah. PMS feels better. It's really can be lovely to add in those adaptogens. Um, and I'm gonna, I've talked enough, but the, the big, big piece I want you to hear is they help the body better adapt to stress and you can't really go wrong. It's not like there really isn't an adaptogen other than rhodiola that you're going to like overdo it. Mm. So don't worry about it. Just have fun and yeah. make it taste good. Yeah. So I'm going to switch over because, um, one of the last things for me to transition is coffee because mm -hmm. I love I love the taste of coffee. And like one of my most favorite things to do is like try different coffees and find different coffees from all the world and try them. It's just like so enjoyable yeah. for me. Yeah. And uh, I know that it's not helpful for me to be drinking coffee. Plus it's like full of mold. So this yeah. conversation is inspiring me to switch okay. over. Okay. <laughs> I'm going yeah. yeah. to switch over to yeah. an adaptogen. I'll let you know how it goes. Great. Um, there's something else I want to ask you about. Um, I've had one person tell me this who years ago it was somebody who I've met locally and we were hanging out one day and had some lunch together and we were talking about adrenal fatigue and she goes, yeah, like way back in my early twenties, I had it. And she goes, so I do, she would tell me about doing hit style workouts is like mm. not good at all. Well, that's the style of workout I do. Like I yeah. am an athlete. I've always mm -hmm. been an athlete my entire life, competitive tennis player and I don't compete now. I am going to get back into it, but I do a very, let's just say highly demanding workout kind of boot camp style, like metabolic conditioning today was athletic conditioning. I push myself. I'm a ball of sweat when I'm done. Yep. Um, it's not in a regular gym. So it's not like I'm lifting like super duper heavy weight, but I do lift like pretty heavy weight. Tell us uh, about that style yes. of workout. <laughs> I love this conversation because I'm a yes and. Okay. Yeah. That I'm glad you're a, a yes and. <laughs> it's a great form of exercise when you are in your springtime and summertime. And I'm going to tell you what that means. Not like the season of the year. Okay. I actually think in any 28-day infradian rhythm – or moon cycle if you're someone who bleeds every 28 days. If you don't bleed every month because you're on contraception or you've had a hysterectomy or you're beyond menopause, I still want you to listen to this. Listen, the moon pulls tides, okay? So every 28 days, the moon is pulling a lot. And we are, as women, very dynamic, ever-changing beings. So the way that I see it is during our bleeding time, I think of that as winter, if you're not bleeding, I want you to just track it for three months and pay attention to where the moon is. It's generally going to be your full moon or your or your um, new moon time. During our winter time, we think about what's happening out in nature. The snow is covered. If you live, so not in Florida for you, but for me, <laughs> the there's no leaves on the branches. The animals are quiet. It is a time 
to be a little bit more contemplative, slow, and um, just go inside. Okay. Our bodies as women are highly, highly more connected to our intuition during that time. And we're sloughing off. That is a time to be really gentle with ourselves, with both our food and our body movement. So my preference is that you would not do super hard push exercise during your winter time. It sends your adrenals even more into hyperdrive. It is um, like you're trying to row upstream in a river. That's a time to allow for some gentle um, nature walks, maybe some gentle yoga. Okay. So then we go into our springtime, which is when the buds are starting to come out. We get really creative. I have a whole podcast episode on this. If you listen to the Women's Vibrancy Code podcast, I'll have to remember the episode number. I'll give you for the show notes. I'll tell you the episode yeah. number. Um, seasons. I'm writing it down. And so that's your time where you're really creative. Um, it's a great time if you want to be out brainstorming new ideas. So you're in your bleeding time, you're doing gentle exercise, nourishing, warm foods, protein rich foods. You're allowing ideas to come about. Like, I think I want to leave my marriage. <laughs> I think I want to buy a new home. I think I want to write a book. I want to do this new course. Okay. Springtime, this is the time where the flowers are budding. We're really creative. Um, it's the seductress. This is the time to meet with your loved ones, with your family members, with your team members, and have the popcorn brainstorming session. Go to the parties, be out in the world, do your big workouts, run an extra mile or 10 miles, do the big uphill thing, do your hit workout. Okay. Then summertime is when we're in our ovulatory time. That is the time to push yourself the hardest. That is the time where your estrogen and your testosterone are surging. Your muscles rebuild and recover much more quickly and your body is ready for it. That's the time that you put the idea into action. You do the TED talk, you publish the book, you say yes to whatever, you go buy the house in an ideal world. And so, yeah, so there's my yes and. Okay. I love it. And I definitely want to put the link to that episode. We'll put the link to your whole show in yeah. our show notes, but I mm -hmm. want to go listen to that. So the good news is, so I didn't know any of this that you said, obviously, because it's not, it's not my world. And yeah. I intuitively for quite some time will not work out when I'm bleeding because yeah. it, I'm so, I'm also tired and it yeah. just feels like. I mean, I'm just tired and I don't want to go to the gym and jump around and yep. sweat my buns off and like push. It just didn't feel like that's what my body wanted to do. So yep. I, I'm on the right track, but I'm going to go listen mm -hmm. to that episode. Absolutely. I also wanted to say out loud, you mentioned adrenal fatigue and for women in their twenties. Yeah. One just side note, um, contraception. So the pill. There's some great research out there that is showing that the progesterone in the pill, this is another podcast episode. I interviewed Dr. Sarah Hill. She wrote the book, Your Brain on the Pill. What they're finding is the progestin sends our adrenals into hyperdrive and somehow we lose our negative feedback loop. What that means is for if you have been on a hormonal contraception that includes progesterone, such as the patch, the pill, the ring specifically, 
your body has been pumping out cortisol. And for some reason, the adrenals don't get the message to stop. And so one of the things that we're finding for women even earlier on is it sent the adrenals into hyperdrive. And I think that's part of why thyroid, we're seeing more thyroid conditions in younger women. Mm. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say regarding the coffee conversation, you and I are going to talk about this off camera. Okay. For someone who wants to take out the coffee, yeah. But what's going to motivate you to do it to understand why? Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's not why for everyone, for some women, maybe if, if you're someone who's not sleeping well, struggles with any bit of anxiety, there's part of your why. Just try mm-hmm. it. Take the caffeine yeah. out. Yeah. Um, if you feel like your body doesn't absorb the nutrients from the food that you're eating, or you're adding in these really expensive supplements, but they don't seem to be moving the needle, often what's happening is our gut isn't absorbing the nutrients and caffeine can be one of those culprits. Mm. And when we're going into doing this, whatever it is, you're going to choose to take something out. I don't ever want it to feel like, oh, poor me. I don't get to have the thing that I love. Instead, we get to go, all right, how cool. I feel so empowered. I want to feel good. I love feeling good. Like, okay, I haven't had dairy since 98. I haven't had gluten for eight years. I go to a party. I just like, no. Yeah. Like, I, I don't eat that because I like to feel good. Not mm-hmm. because poor me. Mm-hmm. I like to feel good. Mm-hmm. And so go in with that energy and also plan for what are we going to replace it with? Mm-hmm. And so hopefully trying some of the adaptogen elixirs and mixing in dandy blend, or you might also like mud water, Megan, because mm-hmm. that has more of kind of a coffee reminiscent flavor. Yeah. I love the taste. And you get to play with it. Yeah. And there's all different elixirs out there and you can add fun ingredients and get a little emulsifier, the little handheld frother thing. Yeah. And make it fun. I'm going to do that because I love the warmth of it. Mm-hmm right? Like I drink my coffee after my workout. Like I usually drink it mid morning and I just love the act of making it. I have Mm -hmm. a French press. I love to do it old school. I love the warmth. I love to feel the warmth in of the cup in my hand. Like I love that aspect of it. And I do like, I genuinely love the taste of coffee. I don't put sugar in it. I just love the taste of coffee and I'm going to love the taste of whatever I try and experiment with too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's the same it, for me, it's such a ritual yeah. of all those things I just said. And so I think I can come up with a new ritual. And I do the same thing with my coffee press and I have my ember mug. So it stays the same temperature that I, it's 140 degrees is my, <laughs> um, now it doesn't replace the aromatic experience of coffee. You know, there's definitely moments I miss the smell of coffee. I mean, I guess you could just like brew a pot so you could smell it. I'm going to actually try that, like brew a pot, smell it, drink the other. And I'm going to, I'm going to experiment with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then have fun with, um, you've tried mud water before. I don't think, no, I don't think so. Okay. I think the easiest thing for you would be to start with a mud water or start with one of the four sigmatic blends. Okay. Um, do you like the flavor of chocolate? I do. Okay. So if you tried with, started with chill and focus, cause the focus has, um, lion's mane in it. So maybe your husband would like it too. Yeah. And you can get the little individual packets or the tub. So do like a scoop of that, 
do a scoop of collagen powder that keeps it simple. Um, I, think you add your chaga. Hot- I think we have two yeah. things of chaga in our cupboard. Yeah. So the nice thing about yeah. doing the, um, like the four sigmatic or anima mundi or rasa, is there an adaptogen mix here? Wait, I show you. I keep them in my drawer here. For those of you that are listening to the podcast, you can't see it, but this is the four sigmatic chill. Oh, cool. cool. And it has, oh, I took the packet out, but it's got, um, reishi and, um, cardamom and cinnamon. So the chill blend, it also has a really strong, oh, and also has cacao. So we've got the chocolate and we have the reishi. Reishi is another one that's great for immune health. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, the anima mundi, for those that are, can see the video, anima mundi, mm-hmm. their happiness blend. Oh my God. Same thing. It's so yummy. It's a powder, but it's got a really wide variety mix with ashwagandha, which is great for thyroid, by the way. Oh. Makuna, which is great for um, depression and dopamine, um, as well as maca, which is going to help produce testosterone. And you've got some roasted dandelion, so it's good for your liver and it gives a little bit of that bitter flavor. Um, anyway, I'm not going to read all the ingredients, but those are a couple and it's nice because they're just in powder. Where do you buy those? What's your I buy them source? online. Okay. Yeah, like Amazon or like a very specific. I actually have coupon codes. I can give you four Sigmatic. I think I have like a 10% off coupon code. I can give you the four Sigmatic. And then same with Anima Mundi. I have a link there. I'll give you those links. You can put them in the show note. And with yep. Rasa, I have a I have a coupon code with Rasa too. The one okay. thing to keep in mind with Rasa is it's loose leaf. So as long as you use the coffee press or you steep it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the women that I work with like Rasa because there's a wider variety of flavors. Right now around the holidays, they did a like a peppermint chocolate flavored blend that was so yummy. Their happiness blend is more like a lemon zest. So it's really nice in the summertime. So there's a lot of them out there. And then the last thing you said, supplements. You can also add adaptogens in supplemental form. So I keep lion's mane and cordyceps as a supplement here in my drawer. So if in the afternoon I'm feeling like, okay, I've been going too, not too much, but enough that I'm feeling a little sluggish or just not so crisp, I'll take a cordyceps and um, a lion's mane encapsulated. Mm -hmm. And it definitely is like, gives me that extra stamina and just a little bit more focus. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that don't like hot beverages, you're like, this doesn't even resonate with me. I don't drink coffee. I don't want to have a hot beverage. You can just throw them in your smoothie. So if you're a smoothie maker, add the adaptogens in there. You still have your adaptogen source, your protein source, your fat source. Just throw it in smoothie form instead. Oh, that's such a good idea. I do a berry smoothie every morning. There you go. Berries. Yeah. I put like a whole lemon in it, ginger. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know too. I'm going to try hot and that. And you can't overdo it. So I'll yeah. make my big coffee press with the adaptogen elixir and I'll do two big ones every day. So I'll drink the elixir all day long. And then you're also adding into blood sugar management, which is a whole, we could do another podcast on this. When you're adding in the protein and fat, now you're keeping your blood sugars more steady. So now your body feels safe, your mood will be more stable, your hormones feel more stable, and we're once again out of that fight, flight, or freeze scenario. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're sleeping better. Yes. This is so good, Mariah. All right. So if anyone is like how I am, I'm not the one who does. I don't even, I don't do the cooking in my house. I don't do any of this. I don't do any of this stuff. My husband does all of this stuff because he's in uh-huh. this world. 
So if anybody needs support with a program, a course, working with you, where do, what do you have available? Do you help people get started down this journey? If yes. someone's experiencing literally all these symptoms like I was a couple of years ago, where do they go? Yeah. How can they reach out to you? Yeah. So, I mean, just listening to the podcast, reach out to me. I'm quite accessible. You're welcome to send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and I have all of it. I have a couple kind of smaller courses that you can just do at your own pace to get the kind of the foundation of the functional medicine approach to helping your energy, your hormones, and your libido. I have a mastermind program, which is a year-long deep dive for ambitious women Generally, they're all in that 35 to 55 age range, and there's lots of outliers. And so we're really digging in. I'm paying for your functional tests. It's me as well as a team of master coaches. So addressing it from the perspective of your nutrition, your supplementation, your sexuality, we didn't even get into that, but I do a lot of work around libido and our full expression of our sexuality. Um, and I have a sexologist on staff who used to teach um, neuroscience at UCLA um, and then also trauma release. So it's a pretty wide variety. And then I also have a team dietitian. So there's a lot of handholding um, group calls, one-on-one -on -one time. And then I also have a, a VIP program, which is for the very select few, those female founders that really don't want to be on group calls. They want all personalized time. And so same thing, that's going to include the testing as well as one-on-one -on -one time with me and the master coaches. Mm -hmm. And for the VIP um, options, those are either six or 12 months. That includes an in-person event as well. So I host in-person women's retreats, which just blow your socks off. It's the best, like just come alive, let the lioness roar. The next one is in March in Southern Oregon and there's two spots left. Um, and so for the VIP women, um, they get to experience the both in-person as well as one-on-one. -on -one. But the retreat can be purchased by anyone if, if that's something that you notice that you're longing for, to come and do some in-person work, um, eat spectacular food, connect with nature. It's rustic, but it's also luxurious. And I have a whole spa reserve for one night. And we just really get in, dig in, get clear on what we're wanting to let go of and who we want to be in the world. And we co-create because it's a, right now we've got 18 women and they're freaking powerhouse women from around the world. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. Um, and so it's all of it. Just no matter what it is that you're looking for in regard to how much time you want to invest, how much one-on-one -on -one time you want, uh, reach out to me and we can find a way for you. And I'd love to support your journey. Yeah. You definitely have something for everybody. Mm -hmm. You really do. Who's on this journey whether yeah. you're just beginning or you're like really diving into it and optimizing. I, so. I will say it's not for someone that's looking for a quick fix. Yeah. It's not for the woman that's like, just give me the next pill. I don't have time or energy because I really do believe that our food is our medicine. So it is for the woman who's saying, I'm ready to look, the look myself in the mirror, mm. be in self-reflection change how I be and how I think, as well as make some adjustments to how I eat and come alive, come mm -hmm. alive in a big, profound way. Women that do my year-long program say it's the year that changed the trajectory of the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And they all, 100% of them say, there's always a moment where they'll say, I've never said this out loud before. And 
Yeah. So it's that container. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's a lifestyle and identity transformation long-term. Yeah. Yeah. For the ambitious woman. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I love what I do. I love it. I can tell you just exude love for what you do. Mm-hmm. Not just knowledge and expertise, but just pure, genuine love for what you do. Yeah. 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 Oh. It's, it's, um, it has a big ripple effect. You know, I always say a rising tide lifts all boats. And for a long time, I thought I want to be the Brene Brown of women in hormones. And I went, well, I don't necessarily need to have the notoriety and all the followers and the fame. What I'd rather do is be the woman that the Brene Brown hires because my ripple effect is big. And so for the woman who is up to big things, the pioneer, the game changer, the trailblazer, if you're feeling tired, you're not sleeping, if you really check in and get honest with yourself and you go, no, I really could be different and feel better, it's that woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you so much. Of course. Megan, I'm so appreciative of you. And we're having a lot of fun in the peer led mastermind. We are. We yeah. are. I feel like I got to know you like a hundred times better just in this, like hearing <laughs> you talk about this too and connecting in this way. It's so special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun interviewing people. I feel the same way with my podcast. When I, we get to have this hour long conversation, yeah. we get to learn more about one another. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I love you. Your work is incredible. And we will, we've got a long list of items for all the listeners yeah. in the show notes. So yeah. Go check out Mariah. Thanks, Mariah. (laughs) Of course. I'll grab the links for you. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.